Welcome to Expanding Your Faith, a podcast hosted by Bishop Greer Godsey, the Old Catholic Church's International. Expanding Your Faith brings together a panel of well-educated clergy and laity to discuss modern events with a biblical perspective. Our podcast is about to start. Please stay tuned. Expanding Your Faith. I'm Bishop Greer, and joining me tonight is Reverend Mark. Greetings, everyone. And uh, we have a special treat for you tonight, at least I think it's a special treat. We're going to be discussing Thanksgiving and uh, being thankful, not necessarily Thanksgiving the holiday, but how to be thankful for what you have and for the people in your lives and and, uh, how to live a life of thankfulness. Um, So that's going to be our topic tonight. Um, as always, we have our studio audience from TikTok and you now with us. Uh, if you would like to join in that studio audience on Saturday nights at 8 p.m. for the recording of these podcasts, you can do so at TikTok.com Bishop Gregory G. Or on you now at YouNow.com forward slash Bishop Greg. We'd be happy to have you. And you can post your questions and comments as long as they're respectful. So let's go ahead and get started. Um talking about thankfulness you know we live in kind of a world where thankfulness is kind of a bygone thing we don't uh, we don't even bother to thank people that we meet in restaurants who take care of us or people in the grocery stores who check us out or sometimes even people who hold door open for us I've had that happen many a time uh, in the community, I'll hold the door open for a string of people, and uh, suddenly I get there's one person behind me, and all of a sudden, 12 other people file out the door behind them, <laughs> and not a one of them says thank you, you know. So it is a kind of a lost art being thankful for what we have and thankful for the people around us, and so that's why we want to kind of touch on it tonight. Yeah, I mean. <clears throat> Thankfulness is one of those things that causes you to have to be present in the moment of life and to observe that which is going on around you. It causes you to have to look and think about the things that are happening. Right. And, uh, you know, First First Thessalonians 5 comes to mind. Uh in all things, give thanks. <clears throat> Not for. <laughs> Not for all things, because there's sometimes you have things that aren't wonderful. And uh, But in all things. And, you know, that constant state of, God, thank you for the breath of life. Thank you for waking us up this morning. Uh, sometimes in my prayer times or sometimes in my worship moments um, it's very simplistic in the thankful and the reflecting of the small things that go about in your life Um, 
because the things that we take for granted can easily go away. You know, our health, our ability to do certain things uh, like other people uh, may have experienced. And so I think we should constantly be grateful to the Almighty first that we're here and that we have the chance to do better. We have a chance to move forward. We have a chance to grow. We have, you know, it may be or may have been one of those rough roads getting here, like uh, the South Carolina roads we have to drive on, which are her- horrendous, potholes everywhere. Right. Uh, you may have had potholes, roads in life, uh, but the fact is you survived to get here. And so remember that. Be grateful for that because you have the opportunity to move from this moment to something else, learning, applying what you've learned in those things that were difficult. And um, But I think Thanksgiving uh, obviously is more than just what we do the last Thursday of every November. Right. It's a purposeful, it's an attitude and again, I think it causes you to have to be aware of everything going on around you, to be present in the moment, to stop, take in what you do have in life, knowing that things may change, things may grow, but you have, you've made it to this point, so you can also make it to the next day, next moment, next level of growth. Very true. Uh, Blackbird says gratefulness should be a minute-by-minute practice. Agreed. Yeah, yeah, certainly. And unfortunately, so many people don't do that anymore. Yeah. You know, it's it's not even something that's on their mind. Right. You know, um, I, you know, a lot of people wonder why when they go into stores and things, or restaurants. Uh, some of the staff are so surly. Well, if I had to deal with some of the people they deal with every day, (laughs) where nothing is ever good enough, nothing is ever right, Right. and, you know, um, they can't seem to please them no matter what they do, um, I'd probably be a bit surly, too. Yeah. And that's why I take a conscious effort to try to thank people um, that are there helping us, that are there taking care of us. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's not easy being in the you know customer service gig. No, you know it's not easy being uh, in positions where you have to deal with the public each and every day, and sometimes on the worst days of their lives. You know, doctors, nurses. And, and whatnot. And so it requires a, a bit of effort for them to sometimes do what they do in the face of a lack of gratitude. Right. You know. Um, well, uh, particularly when you have people that, you know, go above and beyond the call of duty or go above and beyond what is required because you know a lot of people give get the mindset of um, well they're paid to do that or they're paid to do this or yeah but I mean you're not 
paid to have a wonderful and grateful attitude. Right. You know, and you should be thankful when people aren't just stoic, but they go above and beyond to be a person, you know. And I think we should, especially right now, count that as a joy when you come across somebody that um, puts effort into being a human in their job and in their work. I mean, we could... I mean, what's the alternative? We all become mindless drones and, uh, you know. So I'm thankful when I come across somebody that connects their humanity and their being a human being to their job. Because, let's face it, uh, you know, for some of us, we're there 8 hours, 12 hours. If you're in the medical field, maybe longer than that, 16 hours. And um, it's a large part of our lives. Why not add you know, gratefulness and, and, and our humanity to it, be joyful with the best of their ability, and then recognize when people are going above and beyond in the, in the workplace to acknowledge it. I think that's a huge issue that we have nowadays is you have people that are, well, they're, you know, they're hired to do this. They just should, you know, yes, whatever. Yeah, but they're also a person. These people also have feelings. These people also have things going on in their lives. Why can't we all just be in touch with kindness, compassion, and at the same time expectation that we do our job, right. but connecting all those things? Right. right. You know, we're, we're always quick to point out the, oh, well, you didn't do why don't we be just as quick to point out, oh, you went above and beyond. We, we thank you for that. Appreciate right. that. that. That grateful attitude in things that they do. I, I remember I remember going, uh, let's see, what day was it? Wednesday of this week. Uh, my boyfriend and I went uh, to dinner with a friend of ours. It was a belated uh, birthday dinner for my boyfriend. And we went into this restaurant that I've been into several, several times. And every time I go into it, I get this one waitress who wish you can just tell she would love to be anywhere but there. <laughs> she would love to be anywhere but where she's at at that moment. And her demeanor says that. Her face says that. Her tone says that. Everything says that. And every time I sit, I have this inward, oh, Lord, help me, Jesus. And it takes everything in me to thank you, go above and beyond to say thank you to this person. You know, and I'm sitting there, and I don't know what she's going through. Right. You know, and also a little extra kindness doesn't hurt me. And I'm sitting at a table for food, something that, yeah, I may be hungry, but let's just face it. Look at me. I'm not about to starve putting things in perspective right. if the food's on the wrong side of the plate turn the plate if the food is whatever short of the chicken being undercooked or something being cold i'm not going to pitch a fit about something it may not be perfect but it's it's food yes. it's not going to my life is not going to be ended because it's not perfect and so why not choose be purposeful that when you leave the house you know 
in all things today, I'm going to be grateful. Right. That's a good point. Uh, Blackbird says, my thought is do what's right is to act in a holy way, to act like people not so much. Yes. I think I understand what you mean. Um, yes, when you act, when you do what's right to people, that's a holy act. And when you act like some of the people around, you're not, you're not acting holy in a holy way. And I think that's very true, you know. And to that point uh, that you were making, Reverend Mark, um, you know, we don't know what people are going through every day. No. We have no clue. And so while they may be just absolutely having the worst day of their lives, our little bit of kindness and thankfulness, our gratitude for their efforts, for them being there, uh, could mean a lot to them. Could be the difference between life and death in some cases. You know, um, I, I'm reminded r routinely of Lonzo. Right. You know, who says, you know, give someone a hug today. It might be the bridge that gets them from now into tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. You know, you never know. And that's very true. You know, and so when we show that kind of gratitude and thankfulness to people, we may actually be saving someone's life. Correct. You know, you don't know that person might be teetering on the very edge of uh, doing something to harm themselves. Well, you're telling that person you've just been noticed right. when you go and thank that person. Right. I have noticed you. And I'm grateful for your effort, for the commitment. You're, you're telling somebody your notice. Some right. people think that, you know, the uh, it's a wonderful life mindset. I wish I'd have never been born. And that goes through a lot of people's minds because right. we have developed this society that is so entitled and it's all about just themselves and hoarding all the stuff that they can and me, 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 make sure you service me. And we're leaving out people that just the smallest little bit, the hug right. that bridges them to the next thing that they need to do in life. It can, it's, it's so easy to do. I'm reminded of back during the beginning of COVID, we had a lot of people that stepped up to really show thankfulness, especially to, to medical workers, right? to healthcare workers, those people that were you know, working hard to save lives. And that meant a lot to a lot of people because you know, we would go home very defeated at the end of each shift, you know, when you've just had to witness 10 people die in the ward overnight and you know you, there was nothing you could do to save them absolutely nothing you, you're just dejected you're just to the end of your rope you just there's just no way to find a bright spot at that moment and we'd step out of the hospital and there'd be signs lining the sidewalk on our way 
to our vehicles, thanking us, telling us how much we meant. You know, businesses and, and individuals in the community would pay to have food brought in for the health care workers or little gifts for the health care workers. And it was, it was so um, wonderful because it helped sustain us through that difficult period. But then, of course, as time wore on, that stopped. And then it became the people who would stand out and protest. We were part of the big lie. We were part of, you know, the government's cover-up about what COVID was really about and all this stuff. And how quickly it changed, too. It was almost overnight. It went from this attitude of gratefulness and thankfulness to this attitude of just anger and hatred and, and of course, conspiracy theories galore. And that's how easy it is to just turn on dime in today's society and if we can easily do that we can easily turn on gratefulness and thankfulness you know and there are so many people who need that in our world today mm -hmm. you know um, I think that uh, Diamond mentioned you know that Thanksgiving shouldn't be just something we do in November and that's right you know, it's something that should be an everyday process, you know. And, I mean, I wake up every morning thankful that I'm alive again. You know, I know how short life is, and I know how easy it is for life to end. And so when I wake up every morning, I'm thankful I have another day to be a pain in the butt to someone. No. <laughs> Well, we're we we're not designed to live imbalanced in our lives, right. right? Okay, and when we are solely focused on you know the things that are broken in the world, whether we're constantly watching the news or reading articles of you know how everything goes uh, wrong all the wars and stuff and I don't I don't subscribe to us becoming an ostrich and sticking our head in the sand don't misinterpret what I'm saying however that is not the only thing that's going on in the world and um, you know you have people I shared this today in our retreat you know you have people that'll get up and say well nobody nobody loves anymore in the world nobody this you know but no one cares in the world and I was like well how many here love their significant other right how many here love maybe a child or a, a spouse you know a partner or maybe their best friend right. well that you know and the people would raise their hand and say oh yeah 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 that alone negates your statement and so as people that are not designed to look at or be imbalanced and always look at all the problems in our life God calls us to look at the blessings that surround us and to be thankful right. uh, the psalmists in, in Psalms often would talk about 
the you know the heavens declaring the glory you know the earth gives forth the fervent of God's uh, power um, looking at the surrounding in nature and seeing the beauty and it reminding us of God so we're supposed to embrace both hey we need to work on some things in our life here but also that not everything is broke and we're thankful for that beauty and that grace that is in our lives right. and that do that does happen we're not called to be or we're not designed to be people that live imbalanced and you know ignore we're not supposed to ignore those things and those areas that we need to grow in nor are we supposed to ignore the areas that are growing and the right. beauty and right. the grace and you know when you see a flower bloom whether it's a mom in the fall or uh, roses in the spring it, it it's gorgeous it's wonderful whether you see the color in the trees in the fall time and oh how gorgeous that is knowing that they're preparing to withdraw for a season but knowing you know in a few short months it all comes back it's green it's lush and um, it reminds us we should remind ourselves that even though that yeah there's things over here in the world that may be fixed we need to fix ourselves countries and politicians and world leaders need to fix themselves it's not all broke right it's not all horrendous you know the people that stepped out tapped into that thankfulness towards our health care workers during the season i can't believe that all of them switched over and turned into the conspiracy theorists no. and so it, it tells you that there was good there is good inside of folks right. Right. and they let it out and we were able to see that for a season and be thankful for those things and those seasons right. and um it you know god god wants us balanced and god wants us functioning in 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 that balance and you know acknowledging our areas of growth but also acknowledging the good that's around us and being thankful and grateful when we see it in other people when we see that extra mile in other people and so forth and uh and you have to be purposeful with that some 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 days you have to wake up and say you know what i'm going to look for good in all situations today right. instead of allowing life to I, I call it throw you into the 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 rapids the rapid river of life and toss you and hit you upside the head in the boulders that are in that river right no you be purposeful you steer your ship and take a day and right. just say all the only thing I'm going to do is look for things to be grateful for. Right. I, you know, I watched a, to kind of to that point, I watched a video today. I'd always wondered why Mandy Patinkin had left Criminal Minds. For those that, that know the show, he was, uh, he played Agent Gideon in the first two seasons of Criminal Minds. Great actor, Broadway actor. He's done a bunch of stuff over the years, and so 
I was watching this video today about why Mandy Patinkin left Criminal Minds, and it turns out that he left because the show's focus on violence and and all these mass murders and and death and everything else was getting to the point where it was actually robbing him of who he was. He could feel himself slipping away and not being as thankful, kind of being, you know, pulling away from people, being kind of sullen and not as happy. He says, I just can't do this. I can't be in this show because it's robbing me of who I am. And so he walked away. And, you know, they left for those that, you know, they left the slot open for a while that he might return. But then he made it very clear he was never coming back. They killed him off, which was kind of sad. But the point was that he made that conscious effort that this is not helping me be the kind of person I want to be. So I'm going to pull away from it. And so we have to show, have that conscious effort to say, we want to be people that are thankful and grateful in order to make it happen. Because it's not just going to happen just sitting there. You know, just like sitting in your uh, uh, garage and saying your car isn't going to make you a car. Right. Sitting on the pew on Sunday morning and saying you're a Christian is not going to make you a Christian. Right. You know, you have to be intentional. You have to want to be thankful and grateful to all people mm-hmm. around you. And that's hard because some people are just not easy to be thankful to. Right. You know, there are some people that are just real buttholes. <laughs> you know. But you have to be thankful even for them, too, because in a way, they're teaching you something. They're teaching you how you don't want to be, how not to be that way. They're teaching you how to be thankful even in difficult situations. You know, there's a lesson to be learned in everything. Right. And even those people that seem most distant from who we want to be can teach us something. That's right. Well, and what's the the saying, you know, look for the good in every day, even if some days you have to look a little harder right and there are days like that again we're not saying be ostrich and stick your head in the sand we're what we are saying is you know your focus to quote master Qui-Gon Jinn from (laughs) Star Wars episode one your focus determines your reality right and our, our focus is constantly in the negative that's all we see you know um and there's there's days that i find myself having to solve problem after problem after problem after problem in my my daytime job and then also meeting with people uh that are a part of my church and my congregation that are having issues and problems and all you know a, a day or two or three or four from start to finish in that day all i'm hearing is broken things broken this broken that and i'm happy to be a part of the solution i'm happy to give words of encouragement and grace 
but when you're constantly hearing that you do have to back up and allow yourself to decompress process and then process forward that process uh, uh, that process act also is letting in you know something that brings joy something that is mindless or something that's restful or you know deviating from the broken stuff that surrounds you and then focusing on you know making sure you're letting light in you're letting grace in you're you're letting things in so that it resets you and so we have to we have to be purposeful when we find ourselves in those moments sometimes life happens so fast you're it's just all upon you before you know it and you have to be conscious um to to look and say hey am i am i on course today am i am i going in the direction i need to go Uh, you know i know all this stuff's happening i got to tend to all this stuff in my life fix thing but am i on course am i if i'm moving in the direction i need to and um you know, sometimes that's not an easy thing to do, uh, but it's it's important for, like you said, to be purposeful in my desire or in my my choosing for the day. I will be grateful for these things, for being in the. I'm grateful I'm there to help solve problems. I'm also grateful that I have bre- I have a break and can rest and recuperate so that I can help somebody down the road. Right. Um, Blackbird makes a kind of a good point, I think. Um, uh, you know, um, he's uh, he says that I have to read the whole thing, Blackbird. It, it seems odd to me that this is a subject of conversation. It grates my skin. My heart goes out to our ancestors lost and the thankfulness came at the cost of so many lives. Uh, Blackbird is a, a Native American, and so, uh, you know, at this time of year, we definitely think about those lives that were lost. Yes. Um, and the reality is the thankfulness for me comes in the lesson that this happened. It was a terrible atrocity, and hopefully we never repeat that atrocity uh, even though in some ways it continues uh, to this day we work to try to um, stop it and try to turn the situation around to make amends and so I'm thankful for the lessons that it taught us and I am grieved for all the lives lost in order to learn that lesson, um, and, but I'm I'm thankful for the lesson that it has taught us, and I'm encouraged to some degree that so many young people today are beginning to understand that message. Right. To understand that um, these atrocities were done in our name in the past, and and some continue to be done in our name today and that we should stand up and fight against those atrocities try to stamp out that injustice wherever it resides and for me that's encouraging to some degree Uh, are we there yet no 
we've got a long ways to go. Um, but I think that we can't forget where we've come from. Nor can we lose sight of where we want to go and where we want to be, if that makes any sense. <laughs> I hope it does. Oh, absolutely. I, I think that, uh, you know, when we look back at uh, the struggles of others, the injustices of others, um, you know, you're not thankful that the atrocities were inflicted on those people. But it's, as you said, we step back and we go, I'm thankful that we can learn from this about not how to be horrible human beings. Right. Uh, you know, how that we can learn to peacefully coexist. If there's a lesson that we can embrace and, and uh, take upon ourselves is the fact that we should look at all races, all peoples that surround us and say they have just as much right to coexist as uh, as we do right. or uh, to exist that is excuse me as we do and that we should coexist together you know um, uh, and you know you I, I, I you know I remember learning in or being taught certain things in school and you know you you look at uh, how I was or how I was taught in the first, you know, those first Thanksgivings and those times together and how we worked with each other and our Native American friends. Uh, that's how I was taught. But then you step back and you go, well, why did we... I remember somebody asking this when I was in, gosh, third grade or something. You know, well, why did we... You know, why do, why do Native Americans live in small little pockets of... I don't understand that. And there was never a good answer from the teachers. And then you get older and you realize, holy crap, we were, you know, the ancestors, you know, my ancestors weren't here yet uh, for my family. We came over much later. But the ancestors and, and people that treated those who lived here before us, and you step back and you start reading history and you're going, dear God, right? How, how do people condone that behavior and think that it's okay it was the same thing when you started you know when I started understanding slavery and how people were treating other people uh, not just in America in America yes but across the world slavery still today right. in different parts of the country uh, parts of the world God we hope that it's not in this country um, and you're going, how do you act towards other people in this way? And, you know, it's simply the understanding, or it's to me, as a person of faith, you simply have to put your Christianity and who Jesus is on the back burner in order to act like that. Because there's no way Jesus would act and condone that behavior because Christ was opening the table as it were to all people that's right Jesus taught us that uh, you know even the most discarded in our society he would approach and offer them words of life love and grace and so um, 
I mean, if there was any group of people, the Samaritans in the Scripture were just as diametrically opposed and hated by, you know, Jesus' uh, group uh, of his day. Then, and Jesus was showing, hey, I'm going to go talk to the Samaritans. I mean, how many times did Jesus use parables with Samaritans in them. There was a reason he did that. Right, <laughs> I loved, right. you know, every time I read a parable of Christ and he talks about a Samaritan, I'm like, oh, you know, that got up under the skin of folks. And and that's the only way that you can look at history and go, how, how do we treat, I mean, you, especially people that were supposed to be Christians, quote unquote. Right. I right. use that term very loosely because I hate calling people Christians that act the way our forebearers did because, you know, to be a Christian is Christ-like, and if you're going to label yourself as that, you have to be Christ-like. Yeah. Well, and that, too, is part of what I'm thankful for is the lessons of even some of the modern-day um, uh, mega-preachers, you know, is a message... Um, that how not to act, how not to behave in society, how not to treat each other, right? Um, you know, and they approve of certain atrocities. Um, it it makes my skin crawl, and so I'm thankful for the example of what we should not be. But by the same token, they do still cause a lot of. Um, destruction and, and a lot of pain and sorrow and we're going to talk about that in an upcoming podcast when we discuss religious trauma and we're going to talk about how that comes about and how we deal with it uh, so that's going to be in two weeks so I hope you'll stick around for that discussion um, but um, uh, no I understand Blackbird um, so but as far as thankfulness goes, we can be thankful not just for the things that go on every day, not just for the people that help us, but we can be thankful for the lessons we learn. You know, I, I'm thankful for people like Blackbird who routinely come in and teach me something new about our shared history, you right. know, and has helped me tremendously to understand many of the nuances of that that get lost right. in all of the discussions and all of the uh, books and videos and everything else that are out there and uh, I believe it helps make me a better person uh, learning from Blackbird that shared history and so I'm thankful for that I'm thankful for the opportunity to have the hard discussions that uh, about our past about the way things have been, not just in our country, but in the world. And because I believe that only through that education and learning can we hope to prevent it from happening again. And we certainly want to do everything in our power to make sure it never happens again. Um, that, you know, and Blackbird brings up a great point. Um, you know, I. I ministered a message years ago in my first pastorate entitled it's not November and I'm still thankful because 
said, I, I, you know, I preached that thing in, I don't know, July or so. And, you know, thank, thankful heart and a thankful and grateful spirit is something that a, a true follower of Christ, a true uh, person who is wanting to honor the divine and God, that's a lifestyle. That, right. You know, that's one reason that I hate all only landing on thanks, thankful messages and Thanksgiving. And I purposely will talk about it other parts of it because, because it's supposed to be a lifestyle. Right. And it's supposed to be something that we are constantly doing all of our all of our days. You know, right. you know as as Paul, as the letter to Thessalonica, in all things, give thanks. And so that kind of that kind of negates the well. I'll choose a few days a year to be thankful, and <laughs> and you know it, we're in, we're instructed in all those right. things. And so um, it, it it I th- I th- how much our world needs those attitudes of gratitude, uh, the that grateful spirit on a regular basis how much our world needs things like that and it's that's part of our love walk that's part of our that's that's part of who we're supposed to be and who we're and allowing the spirit of god to teach us right how to live that balanced life see you know like you were talking about being thankful and being able to see the lessons that we have to learn sometimes through hard traumatic moments through uh, atrocities through you know not the shining moments in the church uh, you know we can pull from those experiences and be thankful that those lessons are there for us to learn right that it's not lost on history or lost what the message is coming out of that mess and um, you know finding the good in all things uh, you know it uh, <laughs> it it that that's just who we're supposed to be that's who if we listen and are led by the spirit of God we'll be led to that way of living and we're mostly speaking tonight very heavily Christian tonight because it's something that we see a lot in our faith practice. And right. Christianity is correct. This lack of thankfulness. You know, other faith traditions uh, tend to do a much better job of maintaining that aspect of thankfulness in their daily lives. In fact, in Islam, it's one of the pillars of Islam is to be constantly thankful and grateful. You know, Buddhists are taught to every day be thankful for everything that they are given it's in Christianity that we don't talk about it very much we don't emphasize it like the other faith traditions do and because of that we tend to lose that focus and that message and so we have to be reminded and it should be a central tenet of Christianity to be thankful every day If, if there were like in Islam the pillars of Christianity it should be one of those pillars of Christianity that everybody should should adhere to 
I, this will sound like I'm contradicting what you're saying. It's absolutely not because <laughs> I, I know the spirit of what you're saying. Yes. The thing is, it is the pillar mm-hmm. in Christianity because, I mean, that's the life that Jesus led before us. Right. The practice of Christianity should be that thankful spirit, like right. you're saying. Right. And it's not, like you're saying. Yeah. It, it, it's there. We just don't tap into it. It's like the love walk. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, Paul had to break it down for us in his writings to the Corinthians and spell out, what, okay, this is what love is. Right. I could almost see his sarcastic self writing the, all right, love's patient. You aren't getting this, so let me write it all out. Right. Loves patient, kindness, doesn't hold grudges, so on and so forth. A thankful spirit is at the heart of the Holy Spirit teaching right. us. Right. And, however, the practice, particularly, I would say, I'll, I'll pick on the American church, particularly in the American church, is not that thankful spirit. It's not in, like you said, our Christianity and uh, but if you're looking at true who Jesus was, the message of God, it is to have that grateful spirit. Right. And if if we're connected to the or if we're if we have the desire to be more like Jesus, that is Jesus. That is one aspect that we can't overlook. That right. we're we're supposed to be grateful. Right. Absolutely. And Jesus shows us that a lot in the Gospels. You know, the gratitude that he shows to others. You know, and the constant love he shows to others. We just uh, we just haven't gotten there in the American church. Yeah. Um, Ecclesia brings up that Locke is out there, Greg Locke is out there breaking dollhouses with a Bible taped to a baseball bat. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Well, that's a topic for another day. <laughs> yeah, we got, we have, home, uh, we have homelessness running rampant. We have people uh, harming others because of who they love. We have, you know, countries bombing over the countries, and our, our focus is, be, you know, taking a bat to a dollhouse. I mean that's supposed that needs to be our message. I say that sarcastically. I say that facetiously. Yes. I mean the things that we choose to focus on. Uh, let me let me back up. The things that certain ministers choose to focus on just it it, te- it shows me their complete blindness right. to the world, to the message of Jesus, to the things that matter in life. And to how how is this reaching your homeless community? How is this welcoming the stranger? How is this opening up to the orphan? How is this ministering to the widow? We're spending money on a dollhouse that you're going to pulverize from a pulpit to work up everybody's emotions. Use that same energy to channel... Uh, the message of why don't we all leave the church for the day and go out there and feed some folks right 
Right. Why don't we all take some some blankets down to some folks that are freezing to death under bridges? Right. You know, instead of you know uh, exhausting your energy beating up that little dollhouse, why don't you haul your butt down and start loving on some folks that haven't bathed in weeks? And offer some prayers to some folks in the same spirit of uh, Jesus approaching the, the whore at the well. Right. And talking to her and saying, I love you. God loves you. I'm here to tell you that. Right. Sorry. No, that's all right. And we're going to get into, Ecclesia, that entire question that you posed in our Religious Trauma podcast in two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> that stupid behavior is not lost on, on us. No, uh, it is not. <laughs> and so we're actually going to do a podcast in two weeks on religious trauma. And Greg Locke will be one of those people that I'm sure will be featured in that. Uh, as he has single-handedly wreaked a great amount of religious trauma on people. So I'm sure he will be one of them we will discuss. But... Um, uh, so stay tuned for that in two weeks. Um, so we're going to wrap up on thankfulness tonight. We got a little off kilter uh, here. Righteous indignation hit uh, you over stuff like that. I know. It's, it's one of those situations where you just can't ignore it. You have to say something, you know. And so that's okay. But, um, you know, I would... <laughs> As we move into our final thoughts, I would say, uh, I'll go first today. I would say it, it is important that we live a spirit of gratitude, live yes. in a spirit of thankfulness every single day. Yes. Especially for those Christians who seem to have lost that in their Christian walk. It is time to bring that back. Be grateful for everyone around you. Be grateful for even the difficulties in your lives. Be thankful to learn about situations that are uncomfortable to you even. Mm -hmm. uh, the way the church has behaved in the past and the present, the way our society has treated others in the past and present. So that be thankful for those lessons that you can learn to be a better person and learn to help others around you. And uh, yeah. so, and yes, put a finger in Greg Locke's eye by going out and helping the homeless and helping those who are most in need as well, especially this time of year when it's getting colder and there are less uh, supplies and less resources because people are thinking about, you know, Thanksgiving and family and Christmas and family and they're not giving as much to ministries and, and programs to help the homeless. Right. Uh, remember to, to help the homeless, especially now uh, during this time of year. Uh, your thoughts, Mark? My thought is, you know, it, it's, a, it's, it's intentional every day to pull together uh, your, your heart and say, you know, I, I, I'm going to look for that good and that grace and that mercy in everything. And when I see it today, I'm going to say, thank you, God. Thank you, God, for showing me that. Thank you, God, for letting me witness it, for experiencing it. It'll open a whole new world. And, you know, just to piggyback on the whole crazy preacher mindset, you know, if we just preach Jesus, 
you're not going to have to bust up any dollhouses right. and take bats to them. Right. If you just preach Christ and the, the life of Jesus, the sensationalism will be unnecessary. Right. You will line up and people will start embracing those things that matter in life. And that's always been my, my philosophy. If I just preach the life of Christ and the example, the wonderful example that we have of who he was sent by God, I'll, you don't have to get up and do stupid stuff like that. Right. Amen. You will line up and have a spirit of gratitude and you'll really focus on those things that truly make a difference in the world. Yes. Thank you, Reverend Mark, for being here, my friend. It was a pleasure. Thank you for hosting us and letting us be here. And thank you to all of our people on TikTok and you now for being there and our producer, Bishop Ben, for all of his hard work yes. as he keeps us on schedule and keeps us schedule. going right. Um, next Saturday's podcast topic is Soul Safe. Uh, discussing uh, how to have difficult conversations around the holidays with family members and friends who might not quite understand who you are or who you love and uh, various and sundry other issues they may have with you as a person. How to have those difficult discussions and conversations uh, around the holidays. I think it's important that we have that discussion, uh, especially for our LGBTQIA friends and family who seem to be beat up quite a bit around this time of the year uh, by family members so soul safe is next week and then the week following is religious trauma and how to uh, deal with religious trauma what it is um, and that kind of thing so that's going to be uh, in two weeks so i hope you'll join us again next saturday when we once again attempt to expand your faith until then keep shining bright Thank you for joining us for this episode of Expanding Your Faith. For more information on Expanding Your Faith, check us out on facebook.com forward slash expanding your faith. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and wherever you find your podcasts. Until next week, when we once again attempt to expand your faith, Keep shining bright.